Hello everyone, this is Max Wolf, the founder of Spread Love Speak Hope, and I'm back again this this month actually because I stopped doing weekly podcasts to talk about another topic. As always, I appreciate every person that comes out and just listens to what I have to say and just lets me really occupy that space in their life while they listen to just all these things that I'm really passionate about. And please remember that you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. This week I want to talk about the so-called broken mental health system. A lot of this might dive into my personal opinions on certain things and just experiences as well. So when I think about uh, a broken mental health system, I think a lot about the United States or even I live in California. So even in California and how their mental health system runs and how we help certain people find the necessary resources that they may need. So let's dive in first and kind of look at what the what mental health looks like in the United States. So first off, if we're specifically focusing on the United States, um, because, you know, that's where I live. And I'm honestly not 100% familiar with other countries. Um, I do know odds and ends about other countries, but not enough to confidently talk about their mental health systems. So in the United States, we first have to look at all the different factors that can contribute to mental health issues that people might struggle with. So this could just be stress uh, from work, stress from school, family problems, Um, lack of income, debt, or just really trying to survive day-to-day life. Um, Or even just wondering where your next meal is going to come from or where, you know, where you're going to find a roof over your head. Then you also have to think like, okay, I'm struggling. I should probably find help. But then there's this huge stigma of negativity around the idea of getting help when you're struggling with mental health. So there's this shame and guilt for some people, and they think about going out, you know, and actually finding the proper help they need in life that that could be, you know, life life saving resources. But that stigma will sometimes stop them. And then if you do decide, well, you know what, I'm just gonna go out and just find some help. Well, now you got to figure out how you're going to find the person that you're going to talk to or how you're going to find someone that's going to help you and how am I going to afford all of this, no less. And I think one of the biggest things is really just being able to consistently afford to keep up with the visits with a therapist because some people do feel more confident when they go weekly and, you know... Some people that go weekly feel that it really helps them uh, in their mental health state. And then you think, oh, crud, this is really going to add up. All this money that I'm paying every week is going to add up that, you know, could go to other things as well. And, you know, of course, some people do have insurance if, you know, they're fortunate enough to do so because there's a lot of people that don't have insurance. Um, You can use your insurance to seek help, you know, if, if it's needed. The only thing with that, though, is insurance providers, some of them, um, are very specific with who you can and cannot see. Um, Some people have to be in your network. 
So, for example, when I was kind of searching around through my insurance and um, what help was out there that my insurance would cover and what's available to me, um, at the time I kind of sat down, uh, called my insurance, and started like asking them questions like who is in their plan, who can they uh, give me references for, and they gave me a list. So I looked through the list, um, sat down, started Googling all these people on that list. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to see someone, I want to know who I'm seeing. And as I'm looking uh, looking up these people that are on this list uh, and seeing what other people have to say about them, I was really shocked to see the mass amounts of negative reviews um, on the people that my insurance providers were recommending that I go through. So many people were talking about how the person they were seeing was very neglectful. They were not very responsible with their medication or they were consistently switching their medication. They would consistently cancel appointments. They would um, just cut someone off saying, you know, you're fine, you're doing good, you don't need this anymore. And um, it was, you know, shocking because there's people saying, you know, they're not calling me back. When they call me back, they're really rude. Um, they would really just talk down on me and, and make me feel as though they were superior. And I'm reading these reviews and I'm like, oh my God, this is what my insurance thinks is okay. This is what they're suggesting for help. This, this is what they're suggesting I go through and what others go through and what they're going to cover. And that is such a sad reality that like we're living in that the quality of the mental health system, the help that we can get, isn't always the best, especially when we can't afford it out of pocket. And listen, I'm not saying everyone in the therapy field is bad, because there are some really good people, and I know quite a few amazing therapists and amazing people that are studying to also become future therapists. So I believe there are really good people out there. But I also believe that we have insurance companies just throwing people on their list that they feel is acceptable, and it's not acceptable. It's wrong, and for some, it may even be a death sentence. And to me, that is not caring about someone's mental health. That is doing the bare minimum to say, hey, we're supporting mental health. Look at us over here. This is what you get. We care. Now go and figure it out. So I know some people are probably going to be, okay, well, what about a county program? Like, why can't I just use my insurance for a county program? Um, as a person who has worked with a lot of uh, youth and adults who struggle with higher risks of mental health, um, I tend to get a lot of people who feel very discouraged by county programs. And that's not to say that county programs are the worst and they're horrible and, you know, this or that. But I do think that the government controls most of what county programs can do for people because of the funding that they're giving for those programs. And because of that funding, they're required, the county or, you know, nonprofit organizations or whoever is accepting that money is required to follow a specific set of guidelines. So then you look at California, for example. Um, California has a specific set of guidelines that have to be followed if you're taking money from them to 
run your behavior health center, you're running your um, county program, nonprofit, whatever it might be. And then, you know, you got to sit back and realize California alone is having such a mental health crisis right now. And don't get me wrong, there are some really good legislations being passed that are designed and aimed to bring more awareness to mental health um, for students and provide classes and programs in school uh, for kids to really learn about the signs of mental health, what they can do, resources, um, and all that, which you know, sounds like a really wonderful thing. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong about that because I'm I'm 100% for anything with mental health. You know, that's where my passion is. That's where I'm, I put all my time and my dedication into uh, is into changing the mental health system and helping people who are struggling with mental health because I was one of those people. I was one of those kids. I was one of those adults. So in order for what I in again my personal opinion here in order to for something like this to successfully work I feel like you have to be willing to put in a lot of funding into these programs you can't just toss a book on someone's desk or play a video and say so let's talk about mental health this is the science of mental health now you know thanks bye and then send someone out into the world as if they have just been educated with the most amazing information in the world. If we're putting money into this and we're putting effort into this, then our goal, you know, should be to really provide the best level of service and education to really help these kids get a head start in life and maybe not be part of a, you know, all these generations that have so much healing to do, so much trauma to recover from, so much wounded children that they're trying to find ways to love and heal. We really need to just go a hundred, no, a thousand percent in. And when I say a thousand percent in, I mean having actual licensed mental health professionals come in, actually invest time and money to having mental health professionals on every single campus in a school district because there are schools that do not even have a single counselor or even a school psychologist. We need to actually put effort into providing mental health days for all students and even for all adults. If we are going to really change our mental health system and really fix a system that is so broken, then we really need to actually put everything into it that we can. The time, the money, the resources, the professionals, and you know, really focus on fixing a worldwide problem on mental health. We need to even invest in people that are going into a counseling field or going into a psychology field. We need to help those who are working to become that, that therapist or that psychologist to have the resources that they need. There are so many therapists that also need therapists amongst all the people in the world that also need therapists. So when you're someone who takes on the weight of others on your shoulders you need someone to listen to you need someone who's gonna like sit there and and understand what you're going through and and help you through the stress you're going through and it becomes this cycle over and over and we should be working to do things and and you know and try to break this cycle 
I can't uh, remember where I read the statistics from, so I apologize. So take this with a grain of salt because I am paraphrasing. But I had read on a therapy-related site that there is actually, um, which I mean, I already knew given that I'm going through school for it, but for those that don't know, there is a uh, shortage of therapists. And this ranges from uh, marriage and family therapists to psychiatrists, uh, mental health counselors, social workers, psychologists in, uh, in school um, uh, for like school counseling. And I think it was for me the number that shocked me because I didn't, I knew there was a shortage, but I didn't think the shortage was as wide of a gap um, that I had saw. And I, I believe it was, uh, there was four separate categories, and if I remember, it was something around like a hundred thousand therapists were short, um, or maybe even over a hundred thousand. Um, about two hundred to thousand to three hundred thousand. Um, I think it was psychologist, specifically psychologist, um, or maybe it was psychiatrist, um, and about like a hundred thousand currently available therapist so if you're if you're looking at there's about 200 to 300,000 in a shortage and there's only about a hundred thousand available there's a lot of like help needed in this field there's a lot of help needed globally and there's not enough people in the therapy field and of course it is such a taxing field on one's mental health as well so um but i think there's also ways to manage that and i i think that you know there needs to it's it's similar to like let's look at school districts for example this is probably a little bit of a soapbox for a second but school districts for example um you've got a shortage of teachers teachers are so underappreciated people that work in education are so underappreciated and we see that every day um and we're not doing anything to like make the teaching field like look like gold for people to want to come in and be a part of it that's where like let's let's offer and do something better that really like shows people that this is a needed field so the same goes for the therapy field the psychology field like let's show that this is a needed field this is something that our world needs we need people with big hearts and empathy and and really going out there every day and showing people hey i'm here i'm showing up for you if no one else in the world shows up for you i am showing up for you every single day i am fighting with you so you can get to the point in your life that you want to be at what we really need here in the United States is for insurance providers to cover adequate, better than adequate actually, like the highest quality of care for individuals who need access to mental health care. We need the United States and any other country that's in the same position to actively invest money into this system. People are not designed to live every day walking through life thinking today is going to be the be the day or am i going to keep moving forward is tomorrow going to be the day that changes is it ever going to get better is life going to change is anything ever going to change honestly we need to do something about student debt and there are some therapists out there that do charge a large sum of money 
private therapists specifically who charge a large sum of money due to student debt and having to pay off that student debt. I mean, I think for me alone, I'm finishing up my bachelor's here and I'm close to probably about forty to 60000 in debt right now. And that's not including whatever is going to come from my master's program here in the fall. We should really offer loan forgiveness programs for, for people working in the therapy field or just anyone you know, in general, honestly. But since I'm focusing like specifically on therapy and therapists and everything like that right now, that's where I'm going to to stick to. So I don't go on a go off on a soapbox. If we start forgiving those loans, then there's a chance that private therapists could charge a lot cheaper for their services because they're not paying hundreds of dollars worth of loans. That way they know they can help people that can't afford a two to three hundred or even a hundred dollars uh, therapy session, but some people also can't afford to lower their prices either. So in some ways, it is a sad reality on both sides. Another thing you know we can do is we can also help work towards making people simply feel valued and important. Easier access to mental health and medical services, protection laws for minority groups, better wages, better work environments, better politicians, and overall a better world could really make so much of a difference for someone struggling. There are so many, let's say, metaphorical fires all over the world right now. You've got, you know, a mental health crisis. You've got certain, like, minority group rights being taken away left and right. You've got suicide, like, statistics going up, like, significantly. You've got mental health uh, struggles going up significantly. We are seeing like rises everywhere, and it's only going to get worse unless we start doing something now. Not tomorrow, not five years from now, not, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll get to it. We'll work on like some legislation or, or some bill, you know, to help someone somewhere. Like, no, it needs to be now. Like, we need to be out there fighting every single day to get something to change because the more we keep depending on people sitting in office or sitting on these, you know, depending on these politics, depending on anyone, I feel like we're going to see the same result over and over. I feel like it is up to us to really fight for change. It is up to us to really fight for the importance of better mental health services, for the importance of fighting for every, you know, person out there that is trying to be a good therapist and trying to offer their services to people, but also struggling. We really need to just be strong activists for this field, for this problem, for everything going on before it's too late. Every single person in this world deserves a fair chance to get better and to heal. I truly do believe that. And that is something that I am fighting for, for every single person. And I hope there's other people out there fighting as well. And I know there is. So let me clarify. I know there's other people fighting, but we need more. We need to band together and we need to really change the system it starts with us and it's only going to start with us we cannot count on anyone sitting in a political position to care about us 
especially when they have never stood in our shoes and especially when they have never experienced what we are experiencing right now. Thank you again to everyone who has listened to me for the past 20 minutes just really talk about this topic and really express how strongly I feel about our mental health system and how strongly I feel about just believing that we can do more. I want every single person struggling to have a fair chance to get to a place in their life where they finally feel okay. They don't have to be the best. They don't have to be in the best position. They don't have to be happy and excited every day. But I want them to be in a position where they can finally feel like maybe it's going to start looking a little brighter outside for once. I feel like we should all be fighting for that. Not just for others, but for ourselves as well. Thank you so much one more time for letting me occupy the space and for really listening to me. I hope all of you remember after all of this that, you know, you are so validated in everything you're going through. You are so visual and seen by me and you are so loved and cared for by so many others. Even if I don't know you, I am sending all my love, all my support, and all my good positive energy your way. 